Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs, your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs. Yeah, that's Amy Walsh. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. The real (laughs) 50-50. It's it's one or the other. That was good stuff. Yeah, you know, people love CPAP humor, I think. So many people wear them. Oh, I know. Say, I, I know so many people that wear them, including did you say myself love and Wonga. Pap humor? What's that, Dubs? I said, did you say people love pap humor? Is that what you said? C-pap, smear, C-pap. Oh, C-pap. <laughs> well, I think we've been through the pap humor recently, no. and uh, that also is very, very amusing. Mm-hmm. I like the way you pluralize that, we as a collective. When it's Amy in the top right corner, it went through it all. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Do you make it, I mean, one of them with the CPAP, when you do wear it, do you feel a difference? Because I'm, I'm not sure. I'm a kind of 50-50. Oh, no. I, it's changed my life. I am a, I'm a better person. I'm more patient. I'm more present. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not grumpy in the morning. And I, even when I have a short sleep, like let's say I put six and a half hours in, it's a, it's a good hearty six and a half hours sleep. So yeah, so you, you wear it the it. whole night. You don't tear it. I off wear it the whole night. You. No, I used to. I used to. I've got what they call. You guys are gonna laugh, but they're called nose pillows. It's yeah, no, I have the those. One, oh, you go. <laughs> look at it. I told you. I, I, know, I, know, I knew Amy was gonna laugh. So, uh, <laughs> nose, nose pillows. Yeah, nose pillows are the way to go. And honestly, it my sleeps have been amazing. My blood pressure came down. That was the big thing. Uh, and. I'm sleeping great. I'm smarter. That was the big thing also for me. Oh, I know. That's true. The old brain fog goes away, right? It's all about the sleep. And honestly, a bit of a PSA here, but if you wake up and you don't feel, you know, fresh, alive, there's no clarity, Mm -hmm. you're not thinking straight, go see a doctor and get a sleep study done. Because I thought I slept fine. I thought I was fine. I slept great. And then I had the test and they're like, holy fuck, how can you even function? I totally agree. Wait, you have one of these machines as well, Charms? Yeah. Yeah, his is for his penis, though. People think it's for his penis. 
<laughs> pumps his penis up. Like the, 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 penis the, that, the, the penis pillow. <laughs> Urethra pillow. It's what it's called. Urethra pillow. No, but people think it's for fat people, right? And Wonga and they I, do. I think, are evidence that it's not necessarily. Yeah. For for those who carry more weight than perhaps they should. <laughs> so, so in my case, for, my, my it's, it's for heavy it's, people. Your windpipe, your esophagus, mm-hmm. wherever it's the windpipe. My yes. it should be round, right? It should be round. So when you mm-hmm. sleep. It stays open. In my case, it's like kind of flat. So as mm. I as I fall asleep and I relax, and the muscles relax, it closes. So uh, as you become flaccid, yes, as I become flaccid, <laughs> I stop Can breathing. I, okay, two things. I'm since Jimmy said penis pillow. I'm picturing a penis with one of those eye masks on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like killing myself over here. And then second thing, Sharon's, can you please describe to the listeners what you did to describe your sleep? You did a very particular movement. <laughs> you did like you sleep apparently with your heart. <laughs> Isn't that the universal sign for sleep? <laughs> <I did. Yeah. laughs> The only thing worse would have been if you'd crossed your arms yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, honestly, my, my, my lack of sleep and the way my heart can stop, I might well be like that eventually in a, in a casket. Standing maybe up. Craig's yeah. casket. Maybe, maybe forget Craig and raising money for him through footy picks. Yeah. Featured by Tony Bear. Uh, maybe it should be for Wonga in my, my casket because well, sure. heart so stops. Hearts actually stop. What was the impetus? Like, what was the, hey, you should go into that? Was it Tony saying, hey, you stop breathing, you have apnea? No, I had seizures, right? Oh. I think I, I've not discussed this before. You did Nobody, the seizures, but not yeah. the CPAP seizures. Like, not, yeah, so I, not, grandma, not a correlation. I had grandma seizure just mm-hmm. after Josephine was born, 2010. So at that point, they said, oh, Christ, we should probably check this out now. It's not just anxiety and stress. I've got these weird kind of head things for, for years and years, every now and again had this grand mole seizure. So the first thing they do is, well, after the brain scan, <laughs> okay, you haven't got a tumor. That's good news. Um, you go for a sleep study. Mm. And, and they realized that my sleep was absolutely horrendous, terrible. So that's when you get, um, and it's, it's a big business, right? This sleep study, um, CPAP machines, these things are expensive. I wonder if they overdiagnose it sometimes. But in my case, and yours, Wonga, obviously, it was clearly an issue. You, you think you're sleeping. I thought I'd sleep all night long, but I just wasn't. I was coming out of that, that deep sleep way too often. And as a result, my head was just a mess. And they think that was the, the seizures were, well, they, they, they found some scarring on the brain too, maybe from concussions, possibly. Mm-hmm. But um, they think the sleep was certainly the, the, main, the main reason that maybe, I don't know, exasperated that situation. And that's when they, they found out. So, yeah. That's, you know what? That's interesting because it, uh, I, I would I would applaud whoever your doctor is because that's some good insight. How I mean, about yourself? I, was it snoring? Was that the issue? It was the stop. Stop. I, I was dating someone and they, she said, uh, we had a bit of a sleepover and she said, uh, you know that when you were sleeping, you stopped breathing. And and we had a, uh, a tumultuous breakup. But I have to tell you, I look back on that fondly because she got me into the old sleep apnea machine. And I've been sleeping great ever since. She saved so, your life. Yeah. She saved my just, life six years ago. Because around yeah. the same time, Tony would tell me the same thing, that I'd be breathing, breathing, and then just stop. Yeah. Stop breathing. Well, I'm snoring. glad. The good thing is if it's first, they look at the CPAP, and our next uh, procedure would have been the pap smear. So oh. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, your doctor wasn't so great. We figured it out. 
No. <laughs> See, well, here's my thing. I think Tony was upset about the grand mal seizure for obvious reasons, but I think she was hoping that one day that the breathing stopping would be a little bit longer and longer because she wasn't freaking out about it. So I think she was hoping that I was going to die. And then wow. this thing kind of forced the issue. So, hey, you know, there's winners and there's losers in my story. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to trivialize any other seizures or seizures just as a general rule, but do you think the other seizures are jealous of the grand mall seizures? Like, 100%. they don't get a cool name, right? Big time Charlie's grand dubs. mall, and the other seizures are like, what the fuck? Like, why don't we get a cool name? The petit malls are pissed, right? The petit yeah. malls are like, yeah, you fuck mm-hmm. you, you big time Charlie, grand mall, with a big name, right? But it, they're like, yeah. they're the world class seizures, right? The That's petit right. malls are like lower division. That's what I would like be. Conference I would league. be, I'd be a petit mall. Like I'd be QPR second division or in championship. I'm like you this mean, is bullshit. <laughs> Me and Dickio upset in Sacramento coaching. <laughs> See, we find a way to get it back to football. We See? always do. No matter how how off oh, do. off the radar we go, we, we bring it back to to football. Um. So the news this morning, and, and I don't think the statements come out just yet, but uh. 41 women players in Spain, including the 23 World Cup squad, are still on strike despite Rubiales um, and Vilda's departures. They're demanding a longer-lasting change to to protect women in the game, in Spain dubs. This is... I'm surprised it's not a bigger story. These are the World Cup champions who, who, less than a month after winning the championship, are on strike to force change. Do you think if Rubiales had not of kissed Jenny Hermoso would be in this position. What are you trying to give Ruby Alice credit for this? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'm not. <laughs> I know you're not. No, but you, you do make a good point because we, we talked about uh, this on the broadcast. We've talked about this on this podcast, you know, that despite his actions, Ruby Alice overshadowing that victory and what Spain accomplished. Um, it was, and I think an important, almost seminal moment that shone a light on this entrenched misogyny in in women's sport, in the women's game, but particularly um, in Spain and sort of the the cultural issues that exist there and how women are continually undervalued. Um, so I think it was really important not only for them to win, despite all the noise, despite the last 15, despite issues with Vilda. I think Vilda does deserve some credit, even though he gets sacked. For, for what he did in terms of steering the ship, as it were, even if, you know, the, the devil's advocate argument to that is that the players did it in spite of any issues with Vilda, um, I, I think is really important. And, and Alexia Puteas spoke really eloquently. Um, she was representing Barcelona in front of, I think, the Catalan um, parliament. Um, and she talked about how they need consensus, courage, and leadership from institutions. So it's not enough to just get rid of, of these men, of these people in power, because more of the same will just replace them. It has to be really systemic, sweeping change. Um, so they're, she's using her platforms for Barca. She's using her platforms with the national team. And you mentioned 41, but the letter is, in fact, signed by 81 Spanish players, including that entire World Cup winning squad. Um, and they're going to refuse call-ups for the, the upcoming Nations League games for Spain. So, which is really interesting because another, another thing that I saw come out was that, um, you know, the likes of Patry, Mappy Leon, um, uh, the goalkeeper, um, her name's uh, eluding me right now, uh, Panos, um, would be made, the, the three that were left off, 
Um, you know, 12 were, were, were left at home, but like the three notable ones who, who were left at home um, would be made available, but now they're on that list. So I think it's really important now that that change takes place. Now, the, I believe later today, the new coach will be confirmed. It, I forget her name too, forgive me. She was the assistant to Vilda though. Mm-hmm. Um, does that help? I mean, she's connected to the regime, which is going to be hard to find anyone that's not connected to the regime in some regard. This is the Spanish Federation, right? Yeah. But is she and the I, right choice, do you think? I, I don't think so. I think in the player's eyes, this is she's just sort of the right-hand person to um, that regime and, and, and to Vilda and to Rubialis and all those people who were involved. Um, so I think that that, I don't know if that provokes it, but I think that adds to sort of the, the players galvanizing, rallying together and really standing up united to, to force this change. So, Jimmy, um, we, we keep hearing about, you know, how the women are so galvanized. That's the word galvanized, right? Together for this cause, right? Um, I look at the men's side of football and obviously they're not facing the same challenges, never have. It's a very different situation entirely. But do you sense that, that men's players are galvanized as, as a brotherhood together? Or is it very much each to their own, you know, may, may the best man win, so to speak, or if it came down to unions and associations, you'd be together. Um, yeah. When you're in the national team program, yeah, you do come together and you, you, regardless of what the situation is or what, what, what obstacles are in front of you and that you have to deal with. Yeah, you do, you do come together and you stick together, whether it's through negotiations or something's not right within the organization. Yeah, you do because you, you want what's best for not only yourself, but for the team and, and for, the, for the program, really. So, yeah, there's, there's an awful lot of times that you, you do come together and, and, and fight for what you believe in. But that's national team, right? But what about as a whole? We mentioned John Bosman. I think last podcast, the one before, it took yeah. one guy, right, to enforce change in free agency in, in football, essentially, back in, yeah. I think it's 95. Um, but prior to that, players wanted change. They wanted more freedom of movement. Yeah, right? they do. I think sometimes, those charms, you, you need a an incident to happen in order for a reaction to, to come behind it. And, you know, obviously with, with Bosman, the same thing. Something happened and he was like, this is not right. And now I've got a, a platform that I can go and, and try to correct this issue. And he did. And he, look, he, he ended up getting the support from people. But um, like I said before, something, something's going to happen in order for you to, to be able to address it, right? And that's, that's a hard part, regardless of what, whatever it is. But um, yeah, you do tend to stick together when, when something important comes up. Sharms, can I ask a question? Uh, yeah. Okay, so I said no to Forrest the other day, and he still answered. He asked me. <laughs> yeah, fifteen <laughs> seconds later. Yeah. Was it when he was on his rant? Yeah, that was amazing. Exactly. Let me ask you a question. I went no, and he asked me the question anyway. <laughs> well, he didn't. Craig, know, by the way, no. is uh, Craig, by the way, is currently uh, in transit or about to be in transit to Vancouver. Hence his absence today. That's right. Anyway, sorry, and also, also uh, welcome to News and Dubs. Because you yeah, that's that. welcome to that just, show too. Oh. Yeah, yeah uh, Dubs um, is here and JC is here and Wunger and Jimmy and, and I'm here. Perfect. Just in case so you're wondering. Know. Yeah. Um, Dubs, you wrote uh, Tear It All Down on uh, a tweet basically talking about this. And I'm thinking about tearing it all down. And you have this monolith jurisdictional 
FIFA. They they own everything, and they they check mark everything. Meaning they've allowed abuse. They've allowed disenfranchisement. Almost, you know, not only the women's game but other countries. But you know, women's game. Let's use that as the microcosm for this. Um, when you have these systems that they've allowed to protractively turn bad. How do you fix it? And how, yes, you can turn it down, but you, you've got it. There's all these federations. There's the Jamaicans, there's the Haitians, like all of the, uh, all of these places have had issues and even Canada, you know, people mm-hmm. talk about tearing down Canada soccer. We've talked about it and maybe mm-hmm. not to the extent of tear it down, but let's have some transparency when your overall arching boss is FIFA from all of these federations, at least in the international game, how do you approach it? How, how, what do we see as success? That's what I, I like for me to see these incremental winning opportunities. Well, as somebody who's wanted um, and hoped that FIFA would intervene and being can continually let down for all the reasons you just mentioned, I think you have to fix what's happening in your own backyard first. And so you look at the women's game and what's happening with these federations and these teams succeeding in spite. There's that phrase again of what's happening at home um, and and abuse and really pervasive issues in the women's game. Um, That has to be taken care of first because you know that the governing body isn't going to intervene. Um, So I think what the Spanish players are doing is is really brave. Are they the first to do it? No. And and in fact, in fact, Patea said we we stand alongside those who have fought before us. So it's it's the legacy piece, like Jimmy was talking about before, about leaving it better for those who are coming after you. But it's also aligning yourselves with those who have fought before you, perhaps to little or no success, like Vero Baquet, who was the captain of the Spanish team in 2015 at their first ever FIFA Women's World Cup. And they fought up against a, an abusive coach, um, ousted the coach, but then these issues continued. Um, which again is, is a common thread in the women's game. And then she was pushed out of the game as a former captain. Um, so that's what she's talking about. And, and, it, and it's a difficult fight. Do you, do, you, do you succeed? I don't know if you do, but I think as the women's game, and again, this is something I've talked about, this sort of paradox where you see the incredible ascension and trajectory that the women's professional game is on. And yet these issues continue to plague the game. It, there has to be a, a reckoning at a certain point where these types of things are addressed and fixed and you can move forward and move past it because the foundation remains shaky. You can't, you can't build upon a shitty foundation. And that's what all of these, these, these figureheads and these misogynistic um, um, personas who can who just get cycled in. If it's not Ruby Alice, it's somebody else. So that's what they're pushing for. So it has to be systemic change. There have to be women. No, not necessarily. Do women need a bigger voice, a stronger voice? A hundred percent. But you need allies. And there are people out there who are allies. You guys are allies. There are allies in the, in the women's game at these federations. So we have to find these people, put them in place so that you can move past this and really, really create lasting change. Because it's mm. um, it's exhausting, right? It's absolutely exhausting, and but I would also assume that during this process, there's a crap load, a shitload of collateral damage, personal collateral damage, where 
you know, going back to Sharms, um, the assistant coach would be seen as part of the problem, even though they've done everything properly, played by the rules that were set out. Do you know what I mean? And then not being seen as that because now I'm associated, you know, sleep with dogs, you get fleas, but you that's the only dog they know. It's the only dog there is. So, you know, there's that where I'm kind of always torn between these personal stories of, hey, let's tear it down. But at the same time, there's so much collateral damage. I think almost on a bigger scale here that we're seeing in the world game, FIFA um, being being targeted by, by more and more organizations, club groups. Um, the power they've held, I think it's, it's slipping now. That's why they're, they're scrambling, right? They're, the Club World Cup, the revamp, that's to get more power to try and control the clubs, right? We saw the Super League try to happen and take on UEFA a couple of years ago now. I think there's all these different power brokers in world football now that want a piece. The agents don't like FIFA. The agents are going against FIFA as well, right? FIFA's going against the agents with all these new new rules. The game's changing so much. And I think it comes down a lot to player power and how that's changing. Players now have bigger platforms now to present their cases. Did you see the whole Leonardo Bonucci thing at, at Juve? So, so Bonucci leaves for Union Berlin um, at the deadline. Very quietly, actually. This is an absolute Italian Juve legend. Um, after he fell out with Max Allegri. And now he's come out with a statement um, suggesting he might take legal action against Juventus uh, for, for not training with the, the main squad. He, he says, my right stipulated that I should have trained with the team regardless of the technical choice and being put in a position to physically be able to play during the following season. This is not granted to me. I no longer trained with the team. I felt drained of everything, humiliated. I couldn't do what I love most. Now, Jimmy, I mean, let's, let's talk old school football here a little bit. A player being dropped and made a train away from the first team. It wasn't uncommon, right? You, you fall out with the gaffer. He's got all the power. Now... It used to happen all the time. Right. Now you face legal consequences if you drop a player. I'm not saying it's wrong, but it shows, Jimmy, how the game has really and is really changing. It's changed big time now. Big time now. I mean, when I was playing, you used to get that all the time where, you know, if a player wasn't performing or if a, if a manager wanted a player out, they would say, you're not training with the first team, go train with the reserves, go train in the other dressing room. Until uh, until the change happened, until they got rid of that player, and now you're seeing that the players have more power, and the players are saying, "No, nope, I'm meant to be training, and my contract stipulates that I've got to be in this first team, and I have to be training every day, so I'm going to train." So it's it's completely different. And then I was reading about Bonucci, where he's saying that he wants to, he's going to sue sue Juventus because he his contract more or less said that he should be training with the first team. If he does, if he does win, he's going to give all that money to charity. Um, he says it's not about the money, and then he also said that one day he wants to coach in Juventus and be a part of the club. So I'm it's thinking, well, if you sue, if you end up suing the club, I don't think you're going to end up working with the club. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what it is though, he's it's his PR battle, right? Keeping the fans on side because he's got so many millions of Juve fans absolutely revere Leonardo Bonucci and, and he doesn't want to be presented as a guy that's going after his former club. He's doing what's morally right. That's what he's doing here, right? And I get that, but Dubs, does it go too far in this case? I mean, shouldn't a coach have the right 
to drop a player for, for whatever reason and make him train somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it goes back to the conversation we were having last week about as a captain or member of the leadership group, you also have a hand in that, in the way that that team comes together off the pitch, but on the pitch. But I mean, by and large, it's the coach who has to answer for it. So if there's a player um, who in the coach's estimation is fucking with that, then sure. You know, it, it can't be arbitrary. It can't just be because you don't like the cut of his jib. <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yar, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, look better, by the way. Thank but that's but it's tough though, right? Because, okay, and that almost goes back to the Vilda situation, right? You have to empower coaches, right? To be authoritarians to a certain degree because that's their job within a group, right? Within a team. But then you have the Vildas of the world who take it too far and insist on, you know, going through players' bags and keeping doors open at night. So where, where do you draw the line? How do you draw the line? Well, you're, and again, we've, this is a common theme. You're, you're managing people, right? You're, you, so there has to be that respect. That's the basis for all of your interactions and the way that you, the way that you coach and the way that you put all of the, the, the things that you want to put into place, your, your tactics, your philosophy, that has to be layered upon the respect. So, you know, if, if a player's breaching that, then they don't fit in. Um, and, but you, you can't overstep your bounds as, as the coach either. You know, so there, there has to be that mutual respect and um, there, there has to be, I think, with this new generation and Tommy was talking about it with, with the Y piece, you know, like there has to be um, a little bit. It can't just be blind, like follow me because I have all the answers and we'll get results. You have to be inclusive in your approach and bring everybody on board because I then, then I think you do get the buy-in more readily. And then you also have in this instance where you have perhaps the leadership group and the other players who will then back the coach more readily, you know, despite the relationship with the player who's being pushed to the outside. I think as a player, you always stick up for your fellow player, but if you've bought into the philosophy and to what the coach is trying to implement, then I think you're the tendency there is for the coach to get overwhelming support from the rest of the players. If that's been successfully implemented. Yeah. It's, it's, it's man management without trying to, maybe we should change that term. <laughs> Player management. <laughs> yeah. Person management, just management. How about call the management? Mm-hmm. Human management. Yeah. Yep. Right? Know what's wrong and know what's right. There is a line there. At the same time, players must respect the authority of the coach, but also that the coach must respect the, where the players are at as well. I mean, players are changing too, right? Jimmy's spoken about this a lot, how, how players now compared to, to when he played, it's just changed. We heard Tommy Wilden, Junior talk about it on Monday's One Soccer Show. 
um, about now they ask why, as opposed to in the past, no, you just do what you're told. Yeah. Um, did you see the Carl Walker announcement video? He, he re-signs with Man City. This is a great example of, of players today and how they changed so much. Did you see this? I, I put it on Slack. So Dubs didn't see it, obviously. Um, anyone else see it? Slacking off. Slacking off. I can play it. So this I mean, it's really well cut by the, uh, the marketing department, the social department at, at City. But Carl Walker sells this too. Let me play it. I play the audio. Um, we'll, we'll post it too on the Twitter feed, but here. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving! So that was from Wolf of Wall Street, right? That's yeah. the that's what that's from. Yeah. This is my room. <laughs> it's just I love it. It's so well done. It's so clever, right? And Carl Walker, who's an athlete, right, has got some acting chops here apparently as well. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? Do you guys ever have uh, like marketing projects, um, self-promotion projects, team building projects where, you know, you felt it's either really great or it's really cheesy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't Nothing think we at had all. Any, don't think we had any marketing back in the day. Well, even you're now Nebraska, like thinking about your NCAA oh, yeah. days, now Nebraska is coming up with, but didn't you have, I mean, you fooled around with the mascot, right? So is that a marketing boy? <laughs> yeah. You and the fooled around with you. you there was the video involved, right? That's right. You and the mascot no, on a VHS tape. Buddy. <laughs> is there a tape? Buddy. Marketing I'm putting tape. buddy in quotes. But yeah. Jimmy, we were talking about the other day. You did a commercial. What was the yeah. commercial for with the header commercial? And who was the other player? Uh, it was with Chris Posniak. Chris Posniak, and the commercial was for whom? It wasn't for TFC, right? It was for one of the sponsors. Uh, I think it was BMO. Yeah. So, so we did a commercial, and uh, we actually filmed it in uh, South we'll Carolina. Share that too. Oh, in North Carolina. South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. South Carolina. It took all day to to film it. We we're in different areas. Because well, you, you couldn't get the headers right. That's right. We need three oh. headers in a row, guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> a Toblerone head. Ball was going everywhere. <laughs> Toblerone head. Right. But that was a well received. Should have been sponsored by Advil after that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a well received commercial. And yeah, it was a, a good, really good, good marketing for both Demo and one. TFC. Really? I remember this one. No, Did you, uh, so were we're going to share it. Were you paid separately for that, Jimmy, or was that part of your deal? Because yeah, they own your image rights. Did they? Did they? No, TFC? separately. Separately, yeah? yeah. Good little yeah, owner. I, did one, I think I did, a, I did another one, too. There was a couple that were out and about. Well, you were there. You were at the club for the bloody big deal, the Jermaine yeah. Defoe, right? That was a brilliant campaign. It was really Obviously, the, it didn't work out <laughs> on the pitch. Yeah. But it was a great campaign. And to this day, we still talk about that. Yeah. Right? I, I still talk to people yeah. who aren't TFC fans, but will come up, oh, it's a bloody big deal. It's like, yeah, yeah, hilarious. Shut up. Double-decker bus. That was yeah. great. Brilliant. Yeah, it was really, oh, okay. really good. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Was there any at CF Montreal that you remember, Amy? Did they sign any? Like, did, like, 
Drogba played there, right? Did he anything yeah, happen I'm, with him? I'm the wrong person to ask about this, though. Aren't you the CF Montreal uh, one? expertise? No, I no, I know, but like, <laughs> I just I was not plugged in, and I said like when I started getting involved with with CF Montreal in I think the pandemic year when I started doing sideline stuff, like I had no idea. I had to really do a deep dive into all of those years because I wasn't paying attention. I was seriously sleep deprived. Well, maybe our, our viewers and listeners can send us some examples of great footy marketing projects because there are so many which we all forget about. Who's the piano one? There's a guy, the guy, is it Alexis Sanchez? Forget, there's maybe more than one. They're playing a piano is the announcement of the signing. I forget who it was there. It wasn't, I think maybe one in Canadian MLS circles too did that. Elton John? I think basically, if, if any of these players have like a talent outside of football, they'll, they'll jump all over it nowadays, right? And so they should. Does Elton John have a uh, footy team that he does talks he? about? Watford. Watford. He's a Watford guy. He's an honorary yeah. chairman there. Oh, and there's actually wow. a stand there called the Elton John stand. And Ed Sheeran is for soul team, right? It's Ipswich. He, he sponsored Ipswich. Jesus. Yeah. See? We got to get Craig. El- Elton John. Something is- with Ed Sheeran. Elton John and his partner have a house about 10 minutes from mine, just down the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is glorious. Beautiful. It Beautiful. is like on the top. If From his view, you could see the whole city. It's gigantic. It's got the lions. It has the lions right at the yeah, front. Beautiful. All gated. Yeah. 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 David Furnish, there. right? Is his husband, yep. right? Yeah. 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 Canadian boy. I think yeah. they probably have a helipad too, right? Like they probably. They've got a few houses. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how often they, they, they have much time they spend there. You know, I, I think he could have been a big, bigger success, that Elton John. Yeah, me too. Enough. <laughs> the work ethic just wasn't there. <laughs> no. Rocket Man, by the way, is one of the... I, I love Rocket Man, the movie. You do, eh? I think it's, uh, people, it's kind of polarizing. I think it's fantastic. I watched it so many times. Have you not seen it? Anyone else? You've got to see it. It's so well done. I haven't seen it. I, I've seen your Queen one. I've seen the Freddie Mercury one. Well, that, was, that was great. Yeah, that was, that was good one. Yeah. Not, not, yeah, I loved it too. It was incredible. I watched it again numerous times, but it's not strictly accurate with the timelines. But it's a movie, so people get upset by that, but shut up. Would you, you have known the same thing? The- Would you What's known that? the same thing with Elton John, that the timeline wasn't the same? Or it's is a different it kind of movie. It's, it's more, of a, more of a musical, the Rocket Man movie. Oh. Okay. But it's, it's not a musical per se, but it, there's a huge musical component more so than, than Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. It's Who more plays theatric. him in that one? Is it Taron Egerton? Yeah. I know yep, him from good. the Sing franchises. <laughs> oh, and I know him from Kingsman. He plays Johnny in Sing. Isn't Sing an animated show? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. It's my Never kid's favorite it. movie when they were really little. You know what I watched um, last weekend with, with my daughter, which I, hadn't, I didn't want to watch, but I'm a good dad, right? So yeah, I'll, I'll kill off these two hours and waste my, my evening. Um, pitch Perfect. I quite Brilliant. enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Good. They're great. They're great. So we're doing Pitch Perfect 2 this oh, weekend. Can't wait now. Nice. I'm actually looking forward to it. I've only Pretty ever cool. seen the first one. I think there's three Pitch Perfects. Yeah, there are. There are. Yeah, I they wonder get... if they're all Pitch Perfect. One, no, one they are a not. Little bit of, Downhill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bit, a bit, it gets a bit pitchy by Pitch yeah, Perfect. I was going to say, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> um, Listen, let's move on, shall we, to some uh, footy picks? Are you ready? Right? DJ no, because I get my picks when you guys do this. 
<laughs> you do this. So I, I, I have a bit of a story about footy picks. I was texting our, our buddy Craig Forrest, and uh, I, he was talking us about Thomas Hewitt, who he met on the TTC on the subway, took a picture with him. We'll share that on the Footy Prime Twitter. But Craig is, he said, this kid recognized me because of the um, of my 1989 jersey that he had just seen on our promo where Craig's internet gave out. So he went and talked to him, and they uh, uh, he, he put him in touch with the Footy Prime supporters, put that link into. But, you know, it just shows what a great ambassador Craig is, that he's meeting people on the subway. And that's why we love Craiger. That's why we love Stacks. But it also shows, hey, we're, we can be popular somewhat, a little bit. Yeah, but let's be prime. honest. Craiger's a legend. He's the best. He's a wonderful human. But he's also <laughs> fucking 6'5". It's not hard yeah. to spot him <laughs> on, the deep, on the DTC. No, no, but it's different to be able to see someone who you've seen on television. I saw Rick Mercer, and he's about 5'8", and I recognize him. But I'm not going up to Rick Mercer and going, hey, I find your comedy amazing or you know whether i but i'm not i'm not introducing myself where craig is affable he's open he's inclusive to what you said before he's mm-hmm. such a great ambassador and you know making friends on the subway so i find yeah, that yeah, but in amazing. this case thomas the thomas Hewitt is a great dude by the way i haven't met him yet but he's really active on social he yeah. loves us we, we, he writes for york uh united right. fc yep. right he's involved there he loves football he's a true football he's young though so he probably has no recollection of craig playing football he knows Craig from that's exactly probably true. from yeah. Sportsnet. He and knows him as a podcaster. Yeah, he knows him as a podcaster. Jimmy's right. finding this too, right? Jimmy finds it that people yeah. come up to him, and it's not about his his storied freaking almost two decade career as a professional footballer. It's because oh yeah, you're that guy on that podcast with yeah. the yeah. grotesque eye. Must break eye. his heart. <laughs> love, the, love the podcast. <laughs> And you're like, you know, I was Love captain of TFC. You know, I played in the <laughs> print. <laughs> All right. Back um, to also, uh, oh, picks, sorry. Uh, I was also going to say, I asked bike. Craig. I also asked Craig, sorry, to send me his picks. Um, and, he, and he said, absolutely. No problem. I still haven't received his picks. I've sent we'll, him we'll on two. For Craig. I'm not surprised. Right. He put in his pick last week, though. Remember, it was Fulham over Luton. And then he oh, said, no, 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 that's he next did. week. So just put oh, there him down you go. for that. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Good memory, Dubs. That's and then, right. Dubs, what happened with your pick again? Oh, you know what? Jeez. <laughs> again. Again, Dubs. Again. Um, we have you know got, what? Jimmy uh, made a slight... good point, though. Like, just just take me out. No. I'll, I'll dance everybody in no. on footy picks. I can no, keep you... dancing if you want during the picks. You're not, you're not going to be a one-trick <laughs> pony. You are not going to be a one-trick pony. You're gonna, you're moves, gonna nail guys. this week. Sometimes, listen. Sometimes you have to keep playing the kid, right, until they yeah. figure out the game. She's developing, right? and yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's ups and downs, there's trials and tribulations. You learn by your mistakes, right? And that's what we're doing with you, Dubs, with your picks. Eventually, you'll get one right. Possibly. She's gotten one right. Did she get Did one right? Have I? Yeah, yeah, a couple. Hey. I think. Right. Well, listen, um, this time around, though, we did it put out to there to the Footy Prime supporters group on social yeah. media to give us their own parlay and they have done just that it's actually a, i really like this parlay they're I smart right they're smart than we are. <laughs> that dubs? i said i select their parlay as my own pick <laughs> well they took so roma over empoli in the syria yeah they had a good uh, one. big favorites roma there they take Bayern over by leverkusen which is an interesting match uh Bayern favorites there and they take arsenal over everton at goodison now everton have a good record mm. against arsenal um, but obviously the Gunners are our favorites there. So I put five bucks down on 
for behalf, on behalf of uh, the supporters club on TonyBet.ca. So five bucks gives you odds of plus 253, uh, $17.65 return when they get it right. And listen, let's be honest, there's every chance the supporters club will get it right before we do. <laughs> okay, are, are so, we, good point. Sorry, Sharms, are we doing it the same way? The three I think players so, yeah. versus the three, three non-players? Uh, I think so. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. So, so Craig had, let me just bear with me here while I find everything here. It takes a yep. while sometimes. My computer is so slow. Um, so Craig did Fulham over Luton, correct? Fulham over Luton. That's correct. Okay. Hang on. You guys can keep talking while I'm just loading Jimmy's this up. Calculating, calculating. Carry the four. Carry the four, Jimmy. Carry the four. Fulham's favorite at uh, minus 147. There you go. Um, Fulham. Got it here. Fulham over Luton. Craig's pick. Fulham over Luton. Okay. Uh, Dubs, where are you going this week? <laughs> right in a shitter, Charmin. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice listening to Dubs swear, isn't it? You could, you could put people to bed with like one of those, you know, ASMR. Well, do you remember that book a little while ago? And it was um, Samuel L. Jackson narrating and it was Go oh, the yeah. Fuck to Sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck yeah. I think you could do that. You could There's do actually that a kid's book as well, isn't it? It was a kid's book. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah. It is a kid's book. You could read the uh, yeah, it is. It's a great book. book. Yeah, you could. You got a great all day. Now go the fuck to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so true. eh? We have young kids. It's so true, isn't it? It's bang on. All right, Dubs, what do you have? Where are you going? Which league? I'm going MLS. Okay. And with the Hoylet signing for Vancouver, which you guys dug into, um, I love that for them. I just love what they're doing. I'm going to take Vancouver over Toronto. Ooh, very smart. On the road. Is it smart? No, because you bet like, everything you bet. It's not smart. Okay, so then, so then rejig. No, you're, my point is, you're a player. I don't care if you win or lose. Uh, uh, my team <laughs> is JC and Charms. My team is JC and Charms. So I care if we win. Okay, Jimmy. By the way, we got some spiteful. Consult. Is that good or bad? We got some, got some spiteful comments on on social when we're talking about Hoylet going to Vancouver. And the whole Canadian uh, national team of Canada, you know, Canada's team stuff. And I think we made it pretty clear that we weren't saying that TFC was Canada's team. We, we didn't say that. No. We said they made the big noise, the big splashes so far. And Vancouver's kind of taken that trajectory to be Canada's team. That's what we said. But there are some Whitecaps fans who thought the complete opposite and were quite scathing. Yeah, anyway, we didn't say that. We didn't say that at all. <laughs> no, I'm a fully admit to it. We said to it. Taking Jimmy to task about. Because, Jimmy, you were talking about Hoylet and coming to Vancouver and then the effect on his body playing on the turf, but that they train on grass. So people also took issue with your comments. I know. Yeah, Murphy. exactly. Is he the fuck? Is he is he there only till the end of the season? I, mean, I didn't he, say these things. Just, or, no. just so we're clear. Is he there to the end of the season or is he there long term? <laughs> right. So for the next season playing games and. Listen, uh, your, you your points only, were you extremely only, valid, Jimmy. They were only, someone that actually can, played on turf and knows these things. Exactly. I'm telling you from experience how it works, how your body feels. And if he's going to play to the end of the season and then next season on turf playing matches, it does catch up to you in the end. And even if it's a short-term it, contract, yeah. there's every chance he will re-sign for next season. Anyway, uh, sorry, Jimmy. And I hope he does here. because, I, like I said before, it's a great signing. I love what they're doing out in... 
out in Vancouver. Let's get moving here. Jimmy, where you got? Where you got? Um, I'm going to go with a risky one. Oh, good. They work out well so far. Yeah, and I'm going to take Brighton over Man United. I, like, that's, I don't know if that's that risky. Well, a little bit. I don't know. Wow. It's a tough match. But I'm gonna JC, take do you one. have the numbers on that? I've got it right here. Oh, sorry. So uh, United, uh, so Brighton are paying plus 191. So they are the oh. underdogs at Old Trafford. Oh. Um, but United are plus 121. So, yeah, no, I, I like it. Brighton's a better team than United. It's that simple. But it's on the road, of course. Um, all right, so this uh, parlay, our players are Hall of Famers, Fulham over Luton, Vancouver mm-hmm. over Toronto, and Brighton over United. It pays well, plus 1,049. So five bucks will get you $57.45. I like that. Yep, the casket's, the casket's getting built. We can make the it, phone call. Caskets? What about a vegan lunch? That will put Craig in the casket, all those vegan yeah. lunches. Can you see Jimmy's face when I said vegan lunch? He's like, oh, Christ. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It's like, oh, here, here's some peas and some celery. Oh, $17. It's not that. Come on. All right. Wonger, where are you going? Wonger is going, uh, and I think I might be taking JC's, but he can he can adapt. Tottenham Spurs over United Sheffield United. Okay, minus one, minus three forty four. Yeah, for a Spurs over Sheffield United on Go for, We have Spurs to win. Blades. Yes, Spurs. JC Blades. Well, yeah, Wonger did take mine, so I'm going to pivot. I, I will pivot, and I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Liverpool over uh, the Wolves. Wolves. Mm-hmm. Well, now we leave it to Sharms to pick a winner. There's no trend. Sorry, Sharms, I took yours. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I'm going to stay in the Prem, which because my computer is so slow and it takes a while to load up other leagues. Um, let's have a look here. Ooh, Forest Burnley. That. Should we go for a gimme? Should we go for a gimme? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's good game. You know what? It's not a gimme, though. There's good games this weekend. What do you, you know want what? us to cheer for? Tell us. I'm going to go. Okay, I'm going to take City over West Ham. Okay. Now, bear with me here. Second you don't us. often get these odds for City because it's minus 200. Usually they're much bigger favorites than that. Minus 200 because they're on the road against a really good West Ham team. But it's still City. They've been better than anyone this season by a mile. I, I love West Ham and what they're doing this campaign. But this is, I'm trying to be smart for our parlay. Um, so I'm going City in this one. So, uh, Spurs over the Blades, Liverpool over Wolves, City over West Ham. It's far more conservative, this bet, plus 184. So five bucks wins us $14. But, okay, listen, we haven't won yet, so we're going to go with that. Just pick a fucking team. Jesus. (laughs) You're a miserable bastard today, aren't you? (laughs) How long are you going to take? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong? Your eyes looking better? You're you're thinking out loud. It's taking forever to pick this. Because it's called a podcast. It's called did content. Pick, did you pick your team? Jimmy has to pee. Yeah, Let's be honest. He has to go to the loo. It's, it's the a morning. bit of a doddle on Charms, admittedly. Come on. You're doddling a wee bit here. Yeah. Was I doddling? Shutting yeah, no, it off the pot. Come on. You let's weren't. Go. I, liked, I liked it, Charms. <laughs> Thank you. It's given some context to my pick rather than saying, oh, I'm going to take this team over this team. The <laughs> listeners need that information, don't they? 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. We, you know, we started so nicely, and now, it's, now I'm pissed off. Jimmy just ruined our day. Jimmy, Jimmy. just ruined my vibe. <laughs> I told you, if, I have, if I'm having a bad day or I've got any issues, I bring everybody down with me. <laughs> everybody's going to feel the way I do. <laughs> All right, well, listen, everyone. Um, that was Footy Prime. Um, we're all kind of friends still, I think. We're back on Sunday night to recap the weekend in uh, this Justin. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Say this Justin. I'll get that, that one day. <laughs> and then uh, Monday, of course, Monday, Stubbs in studio, yes. by the way, for the One Soccer Show at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And Craig, hopefully, I'm, I'm, I've got to be honest with you, I'm a bit nervous whether the internet holds up wherever he is. He'll be on remote, but that's Monday. All right, so uh, thank you, everyone. Don't forget to watch all your CPL, all your Prem on FuboTV, FuboTV.com slash 40 Prime. Subscribe and save right now. Enjoy, everyone. Have a great weekend, and uh, keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Yeah, go to America and go and get Matt and Wong or Hilarious. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 